0: Well, the 40 days after Easter are over, but we're going to continue on in our Hope Wins series because we could all use a little more hope. Something else I could use a little more of are biscuits. I love biscuits buttered biscuits, ham biscuits, chicken and biscuits, egg and sausage biscuits, biscuits with any kind of gravy. Biscuits are the only thing that I know how to make grandma style. That means without a recipe and without a measuring cup. Some shortening about the size of an egg, a couple of scoops of flour, some baking powder you know how it goes. I'll mix them all together. Now, truth be told, my kids hate my biscuits. Too dry, they say. They're healthier that way, I tell them. I've had biscuits nearly every way imaginable, but I've never had powder milk biscuits. Powder milk biscuits I've never had because they aren't real. They were created in the imagination of Garrison Keeler on the Prairie Home Companion radio show. During every show, there'd be a pretend advertisement for powder milk biscuits, sold in the big blue box with a picture of a biscuit on the cover, or in the brown bag with a dark stain that indicates freshness, (laughs) made with whole wheat that gives shy persons the strength to get up and do what needs to be done. Okay, so this is Pentecost. What do powder milk biscuits have to do with Pentecost? Well, Pentecost is all about shy persons being given the strength to get up and do what needs to be done. Have you ever wished you had more strength? More courage to stand up for what's right? More power to be able to do what needs to be done? I know some of you are are not shy persons. You're extroverts. You talk to anybody. But do you always talk? About the things that need to be talked about. You know, some of you—you you extroverts will, will talk to anyone, but you haven't even talked to your family about what's really going on inside you. I know people who who will have any a conversation with anyone, but they'll never have the kind of conversation that makes people uncomfortable—conversations about addictions or shame or or mental health. And whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, there are times when we all feel powerless to do what needs to be done. Last month, down in Chicago, a group of teens descended on downtown Chicago, causing all sorts of trouble. They were breaking windows, jumping on cars. Fifty of them came upon a young couple from South Carolina that were just looking for a place to have dinner. And the mob stole their phones and their shoes, and then they began to beat them mercilessly. Somebody even shouted that they were going to kill them. People walked by and did nothing. Police cars drove by and did nothing. The youth in the group that weren't being violent did nothing. But then a lone woman, Lenora Dennis, found the courage to do what needed to be done, and she waded into that mob, and she dragged that young couple out to safety. And I'd like to think that I would do the same thing if I were in that situation, but I'm not so sure. When I was a teen, I I rode the bus to school with a young man who... Today we would probably call autistic, but back then people just called him weird. Dylan uh, was teased mercilessly. I never saw him physically hurt, but he was abused nonetheless. They would take his backpack, they would shove him, they would make fun of him. Leave me alone, he would say. Leave me alone. And they never would, would. And I never waded in to get Dylan away from his tormentors. I never once had the courage to tell them to knock it off. I sat there feeling terrible for Dylan, but, but also feeling helpless to do anything about it. And then one day, Dylan was gone. There were rumors that he moved away. Some even said that he committed suicide. But when someone needed to do something, I didn't. Do you ever wish you had more courage, more power, more strength? Maybe just the strength to to keep going when you're totally exhausted but your family still needs you. Maybe the power to carry on when the burden you carry is so heavy that no biscuit in the world could ever give you the strength you need milk Biscuits may be able to, to give us the strength we need to get up and do what needs to be done, but they aren't real. What is real is the Holy Spirit. And that's what this day is all about. It's Pentecost. Now last week on Ascension Sunday, we looked at the last thing that Jesus did in the 40 days that he walked the earth after the resurrection. And just before he ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples, these instructions. In Luke 24, he said, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. More uh, literally translated, fill, close you with power from on high. Jesus tells them to stay there until the Holy Spirit gives them the strength to get up and do what needs to be done. Wait until they have the power from heaven. And here's what happened when the power came. It's in the second chapter of Acts. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. When the Holy Spirit came, these shy, cowering disciples received the power to boldly proclaim Jesus, even to people who spoke other languages. And the key here is the power They received power they didn't have before. Power from on high. See, the spirit they had, at least some of them. How many of you thought that Pentecost was the first day that the Holy Spirit ever came to anyone? I mean, Pentecost is the birthday of the church, right? We make a big deal about today. (coughs) Even the symbol of the United Methodist Church is a cross with the flame of Pentecost. But the Spirit didn't just come that day. The Spirit was there from the very beginning, even before the beginning, as a part of the eternal three-in-one, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now we're going to talk more about the Trinity next week. But already, in just the second verse of the Bible, we hear about the Spirit. Genesis 1, verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And throughout the Bible... We hear time and time again where the Spirit is at work touching people's lives. Zechariah had the Spirit in 2 Chronicles 24 where it says, The Spirit of God came on Zechariah, son of Jehidah, the priest. Gideon had the Spirit in Judges 6 where it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew his trumpet. And the Spirit came on Mary too. Luke chapter 1. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even the disciples had an earlier encounter with the Holy Spirit on Easter, 50 days before Pentecost. Remember what we read from John 20 a while back? (coughs) On the evening of that first day of the week, When the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So why is Pentecost such a big deal? Because on Pentecost, they not only received the Holy Spirit, but the power to get up and do what needs to be done. And what needed to be done that day was to tell people who were there from all over the world about the salvation in Jesus. Remember what we heard last week before Jesus ascended to heaven? In Acts 1, it says... He says, but you'll receive power and the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Pentecost was about the power to do what needs to be done. And they did. Here's more from Acts 2. Now they they were staying in Jerusalem... God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderness, bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all who the Lord our God will call. And with many words he warned them and pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. The world needed Jesus, and the Holy Spirit gave them the power to get it done, enabling the apostles to speak in a way that everyone heard in their own native language. Now, I'm sure that most of them also spoke Greek, just like many people in other countries speak English today. But we understand best when we hear something in our own native language. And that's why the task of every missionary is to learn to speak the native tongue. My friend Fred Vanderwerth was a missionary to Ukraine long before he was... The Southern Prairie District superintendent. Ukrainian was not his native language. He spoke Minnesotan, don't you know? (laughs) But he had to learn Ukrainian so he could speak to the people there. Now, I can only imagine that he wished that the Holy Spirit would have brought that Pentecost language ability onto him instead of having him just having to study. To learn it but the Holy Spirit didn't work that way in his life (coughs) what the Holy Spirit did though was to give Fred opportunities to have conversations with people where he could share Jesus and they could come to faith just like the people on Pentecost time and time again the Holy Spirit gave Fred the strength to do what needed to be done And now his eight-year term as a district superintendent is winding to a close. Fred has been praying hard to be able to respond to the needs, the need for Jesus in war-torn Ukraine. And in short order, the Board of Global Ministries was able to create a position for him to do just that. And if you know how slowly the church can work sometimes, that's probably as big a miracle as Pentecost that they're able to do this. That soon, Fred will be coordinating the United Methodist response to the needs in Ukraine and equipping the local leaders there for church planting and evangelism. Plus, he'll be doing another job here in the state. Now, how he's going to do both, I don't know. But I'm sure the Spirit will give him the strength that he needs to get up and do what needs to be done. Because the Holy Spirit has been doing that since Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit will do that in your life too. That's the miracle of Pentecost. Receiving the power to do what needs to be done. On that day in Jerusalem, what needed to be done was saving 3,000 people and starting the church. Today, where we live, there's still things that God needs to get done. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do it. From telling other people about Jesus to showing the world what the Spirit can do in us. You know, I think of the, the nine fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You remember those? This world could use all of them today. And the Holy Spirit will give us the power to do them. The world needs love, and the Spirit gives us the power to love in ways we could never do on our own. The world needs joy, and the Spirit gives us power to bring joy. The world needs peace, and the Spirit empowers us to spread peace. The world needs patience, and the Spirit gives us patience. The world needs kindness and goodness, and the Spirit strengthens us to be kind and good. The world needs faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, and the Spirit gives us the power to do that too. Last Sunday, it was uh, my wife Tammy's birthday. And for her birthday, she got a, a new fat tire e-bike. It is uh, it's quite the bike. And we took it on its maiden voyage on the, the bike path that runs along the Vermilion River. And as we were approaching the spot where it goes under a bridge, there were two young guys who were blocking the trail. They were burly dudes who were wrapped up in a conversation and oblivious to everybody else, and they were walking ever so slowly. And immediately I got impatient. Come on, guys, pick it up, get out of the way. I was tempted to tell them off or at least to uh, give them an extra hard ring of my bell. (laughs) But the Spirit caused me to listen to them instead. And they were talking about hymns and praising God. Not what I expected. Man, did I feel foolish. And right there, (coughs) I said a little prayer. I said, Holy Spirit, this world could use a lot more power to praise Jesus and a lot less of my impatience. Thank you for giving me the self-control not to yell at people wrapped up in your praise. May I be more like them. Yes, it's the birthday of the church today. And yes, on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, and that's always good. But the reason hope wins is that when the Holy Spirit comes, there is power from heaven. Power to do what needs to be done. Whatever that is in your life. Powder milk biscuits won't do it for you, but the Holy Spirit can. So let's pray for the Holy Spirit to come today on this Pentecost and give us the strength we need to get up and do what needs to be done. Oh, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come upon us. We don't need to see tongues of fire. We don't have to hear the sound of a mighty wind. We simply ask for the power to get up and do what needs to be done in our lives. And especially the power to get up and do what you want to be done. Lord, we pray for all the the gifts of the Spirit and all the fruit of the Spirit. And we pray that by the power of your Spirit, we might be witnesses to you. And whatever it is that, that you ask for us, that we'd be able to get up and do it. We pray this in your holy name, Holy Spirit.